Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Let's kick things off with something fun. Now, imagine if you won the lottery. What would you do with all that cash? Now you can get a lotto ticket all from the comfort of your home. That's right. In some states, it's legal for you to actually buy tickets online through an app. You have to use an app like Jackpocket or Lotto.com. Here's how they work. They buy official tickets for you from authorized retailers all over the world. And then you can choose from a wide range of lotteries like Powerball or Mega Millions. Now, the apps don't charge any monthly subscription fees, sign-up fees, or any fees if you win. Now, the only costs you can expect are service fees to fund your account. Then they're going to actually secure your physical ticket while giving you a digital copy of that ticket within the app. And by the way, if you can't afford to pay for one of those online DNA kits, just post on your social media accounts that you won the lottery. And in minutes, you're going to find out who all your relatives really are. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gents, to the Kim Commando Show. It's the largest, it's the biggest, it's the best show about all things digital. I'm, of course, Kim Commando, here with you once again. And you can catch my award-winning show on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. And if streaming is more your style, just want to search for Commando in your much-loved radio app, and there you're going to find me there. And if you're in the mood for a break and you want a fancy podcast, head over to commando.com. And you want to keep an eye out for that bright yellow button that says the Commando Community and click that and you can have a seamless commercial-free experience. And a big hello goes out to all of our listeners in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries who are joining us on the American Forces Network Radio. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And just a reminder, you can always drop me your questions Right on the website, I read every single note that you guys and gals send me. Just hit that button that says email Kim. All right, every single day, I check out at least 30 different websites to make sure that we are both up to date on everything that's happening in the tech world. And here are five things that you need to know right now. And contrary to popular belief, you should not fall asleep when you're driving your Tesla. That's right. To drive your Tesla on autopilot, you have to keep your hands on the wheel. Then the car has some alerts to make sure that you're paying attention. If you ignore the alerts, the system disengages, and then you have to go back to driving your car the old-fashioned way with your hands on the wheel and your foot on the gas and the brake. But drivers of Teslas, they figured out a cheap trick. What they're doing is that they're buying inexpensive steering wheel weights that they're finding on Amazon.com. The Washington Post says that these weights are sold under the radar as phone holders or tools to relieve shoulder pain. But that's not the case. They're made so that Tesla drivers can take their hands off of the wheel and trick the car into thinking that they're paying attention when it's on full self-driving mode. Now, as a consumer who purchased a Tesla and used it on full self-driving mode, uh, I almost crashed into a parked truck a motorcycle, blew through a stop sign, and uh, ended up in a ditch. And so if you have a Tesla and you think that 
oh, this is just great. I'm going to trick the system by putting some weights attached to the steering wheel so this way I can take a nap while I'm going down the freeway. Uh, don't be a moron. Don't be that person. You might not just hurt yourself, but other people in the process. Moving on to number two, some Google Calendar enhancements came out this past week. We use it all the time here at the Commando Radio Ranch. And first up, you can now schedule paid appointments with Google Calendars. That means if you're a yoga teacher and you want to make some money by doing remote yoga classes or in person, you can do it directly with Google at no cost. Yes, I said Google is not going to be charging you. All you have to do is start accepting payments through Google Calendar, connect your Stripe account to it, and whether you're a regular user or an admin in a workspace, you can connect, set your own cancellation and refund policies, and Google has no say in that. So why is Google doing this for free? Well, because of competition out there and also, yeah, data tracking. Yeah, we both know that. Uh, next, they also made it easier for us to schedule meetings because there's nothing more annoying and aggravating than that email string going back and forth, right? Saying, is Tuesday good for you? No, I can't do Tuesday, but I can do Wednesday. I can't do Wednesday, but I can do Friday. Okay, we're into next week. Yeah, okay. So now you can offer free times for your guests right through the invite. Uh, number three in our list of five things that you need to know, this is really something. Uh, I read about this in the Washington Post. I'm trying to get the writer of this story on the show with us because we print a lot of stuff, right? Legal documents, tax papers, um, job offers. Well, popular printing products and services, they don't really promise to keep what you print with them confidential, like Canon. Their privacy policy says that they can collect all sorts of stuff from you, your files, your images, your descriptions, even your metadata. And they don't come clean about whether they share that content of the documents you print and what they do with that. So the Washington Post also found that when you print a document at FedEx, UPS, or Staples, that you really have to read the fine print. Their policies say that they can use whatever you print for advertising or share it with unnamed third parties. Whoa, right? FedEx's printing services policy mentions collecting user-uploaded information. And if you print your stuff at Staples, they can store personal data, including copy and print materials. Okay. Does the data tracking ever stop? Nope. All right, moving on to number four. If you're in the market for an EV, listen up, because there's been this major push for all of us to buy an electric car. And so the manufacturer said, oh, we better start making EVs. Mm, okay. Many dealerships have a backlog of 92 days, three months worth of EVs just ready to sell. They used to struggle to keep these EVs in stock, but not anymore. Take the Ford Mach-E. When it was first released in 2022, more than 80% of the inventory sold within the first 30 days. Now, that number dropped to 27%, even as they doubled all the inventory. A report from Autoblog Mag says that Ford's targeting EV production of 600,000 vehicles this year. Whoa, that's crazy. They're losing $58,000 on every EV it sells. Isn't that just ridiculous? They must be getting government subsidies. That's the only thing I was thinking. But what this means to you, if you want an EV, you may be able to go down to the dealership and negotiate a smoking deal. And finally, this, coming in at number five, this is incredible to me. I mean, if there's anything that I hate doing when you get off a flight is going down, getting your luggage, and then going to get that rental car. Well, imagine if you could get the car delivered to you. 
Well, I know you can do that now, but this one has a twist, a tech twist. It's called the Halo Car. So as you get settled into your hotel, Airbnb, Verbo, whatever it is, is that you can go on the website, go on the app, and you say, yeah, okay, I would like to rent um, Hyundai or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden the car gets delivered to you. There's nobody in the car. There's nobody in the car. Somebody at Halo's HQ is actually piloting the car to get it to you. And then when you're there, you open the car up by using the app. There's probably a QR code or something like that. But isn't that crazy? Again, it's only happening in Las Vegas right now. You know, Sin City, we all know, is Las Vegas. But do you know what Den City is? Do you know what Den City is? Mass over volume. That's right. Hmm, little, uh, little, little math trick for you. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online in person and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, I love to get your questions. And if you're just too shy to come on the show, you know what you need to do? Just email me your questions. So easy. Just head over to commando.com. So make sure that while you're there, you get the free newsletters. How about we start with Barry in North Carolina? Hi there, Barry. I had gotten a divorce um, and I got the house in the settlement. Um, my wife was kind of angry and she was friends with some of the neighbors. And so now um, unusual things have been happening in my house, um, namely that my um, air conditioner kind of comes on at these really bizarre random times. Um, when I talk to my new girlfriend, uh, it comes on and it's timed. Um, for these like little specific times when I'm doing things like with her. Um, also, my emails are starting to get, you know, unusual, I guess you could say. And so I was just calling to find out um, how can I, you know, kind of reel this in and protect myself. Well, yeah, it's nerve wracking, I bet, for sure, right? A little, mm-hmm. a little. It, I mean, it, you know, yeah. All right. So first of all, I just got to tell you, like a Nest thermostat going on and off at weird times might seem, might seem unusual, but that's how they work, is that it's a learning thermostat. Uh, so it's not uncommon for it to start adjusting settings on its own. Okay. So okay. It, it learns from your behaviors, your preferences, when you're at home, when you're not at home. And so it can, can, they, so it can create this automatic cooling and heating schedule. And it may not necessarily, so it may not necessarily be a hack. I just want to put that out there that within your Nest thermostat settings, that there is a place for you to do a whole reset. So it will forget every schedule that it ever learned. And so you can start, so you can start from scratch. So that's the, that's the first thing I would do. Okay. Okay. Uh, And while you're there, change the password. You know, if you can set up, I don't know how old it is, you can set up any type of two-factor authentication on the Nest account, do that as well. Uh, I will. Now, when, you're, when you guys split up and you got the house, did you change the router? Um, no, no. I have the same router. I have okay. the same router. So what I want you to do is do a factory reset on the router. 
Gotcha. And okay. so, so this way we're going to cut off any pass inside that house that she may have. Okay. okay. Uh, and so you also want to change the name of the Wi-Fi network and okay. also change the Wi-Fi password. Now, like you said, she's friends with the neighbors and who knows if she's going over the neighbor's house or whatever it is. You know, there are ways that you can actually hide the Wi-Fi network. So instead of it saying like, you know, this land is my land or the name of my network is FBI surveillance van, just because I thought that was funny, uh, is that unless somebody actually knows the name of the network, they can't even they don't even see it. So okay. depend, so it depends how far you want to take this. Uh, but conceptually, if you haven't changed the password to the router and if maybe uh, some remote access was turned on the router, then she can yeah. still have a full path in there. Uh, so, okay. So, okay. so that's why we want to make sure that we reset the whole router. If, if the router is old, you know, maybe it's worth buying a new one at this point. But if you don't need to, just make sure you do a whole factory reset and change the password and do all that other good stuff. Okay. Okay, um, I could do that. Now, about your email, what's strange in there? Um, I'm getting emails that um, they, they tell me the exact things in my house, where they are. Um, and it's just, it's kind of, like you said, unnerving because I'll, I'll pick something up, I'll put it down, then I'll get kind of a quick email that says, hey, it's, you know, in such and such a... You know, or uh, it'll suggest that it's in such and such a place. And I'm like, I didn't, you know, I didn't tell anybody. There's nobody here. Or so, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, you put something down like a cup of coffee or what? Yeah. So I, I would have like a specific bottle of like shaving cream. Um, so I, I would pick it up, put it down. And then suddenly I'd get, you know, like I check my email quite a bit uh, for work. And I would get suggestions on my email that, you know, hey, you're, you know, like Old Spice or whatever it was is now in such and such a corner or something like that. Ooh, that is, is weird. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's and weird. So, um, so you need to look for some hidden cameras, too. Uh, how would you go about it? Um, well, I will tell you, there, the Wi-Fi cameras may be working on your, your wireless network. That's connected to the router. So what you could do is before you do the whole factory reset is that there's um, there are some apps that will map out what's connected to the wireless network. And so it'll tell you how many devices are on the wireless network. And then you start counting how many you have. And then you're like, oh, well, there's three that I can't account for here. (laughs) And and it's not the ring doorbell and it's not. The smart refrigerator must be something right. else. Okay. Um, okay. So you can you, so that's one way. The other way is you just walk around a room with a flashlight, look for any lens reflections. And then there's also some little gadgets called an RF detector that we have links to these over at Commando that you can buy on Amazon. It will tell you if there's any wireless things. But here's the deal is if all those cameras are working on that router and on that network, uh-huh. then... When you reset that router, all of that's going to go hasta la vista. Okay. That's assuming okay. that the wifey didn't put the cameras hooked up to the neighbor's wireless network. Oh, my God. Okay. So 
So that's why you know you got you got a you got some trouble here in River City that you've got to uh, start taking a look. Yep. But the the whole thing with the shaving cream, okay, the Nest thermostat. I'm like, well, okay, well maybe that's just the Nest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Having the shaving cream. Somebody sent me an email that okay, you just moved the Old Spice from the left side to the right side. That's yep. weird to me. It's getting bizarre like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why there's there there's probably I mean I don't know there's probably some hidden camera somewhere and then it's going to be you know, up to you to go around or you can always hire a professional to come out and take a look to see if there's anything lurking uh, in the bathroom or anywhere else. And you also might want to consider, I don't know the laws for the state of North Carolina, uh, but you might want to consider some legal action too, because, you know, putting cameras where somebody has a reasonable right to privacy, uh, i.e. a bathroom, I have to guess is against a lot of laws. And but again, I would consult a, somebody who's familiar with your intellectual property rights and legal aspects of this in North Carolina. We have links to these over at the website at commando.com. And Barry, if you need any other help afterwards, just give me a call back. I'm here for you. All right, coming up in just a few minutes, hiding your email address is super smart if you care about your privacy. And then later on, a question from our listener mail. I mean, I have a TV. Should I put a VPN on it? And if I do that, what are the benefits? And joining us right now is our amazing content queen, Allie Seligman. Hello there, Allie. Hi, Kim. So I know we're going to be talking about mispronounced words. We are. Okay. Um, How do you pronounce Q-U-I-N-O-A. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> quinoa. Okay. It's not quinoa? No, it is not yes. quinoa. Quinoa. That's, that's what Barry says. Um, <laughs> oh. Okay. It's espresso, not espresso. Oh, that one hurts me every time I hear it. Okay. Um, how about this one? This is, a, this is, you have to buy, you might have to think about this one. Okay. H-Y-P-E-R-B-O-L-E. Hyperbole. Not hyperbole. No. Okay. It's not a hyperbole. No. No. A lot of people say that. So so you've put together a list of tech mispronunciations, right? Yes. Yes. So we've got a list. This is from an electronics company. They're called SimpleGar. They put together basically what are the words that people say wrong over and over. And they got this data by people basically typing in, how do I say? Or, you know, pronunciation of whatever. Um, we are going to go through some of these. I am sure... That you, yes, you, Kim, but you listening, are going to hear something and think, oh my gosh, I have been saying this wrong forever. I feel so <laughs> stupid, but it's okay. Now you know better. Um, and I don't know, I, I always feel like if, I, if someone says something wrong in front of me and we're close enough, I'm going to yeah. tell them. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of like if somebody has like, you know, like something in their tooth. Yes. Yeah. I would rather them feel silly in front of me than say it in front of like, you know, 100 people. All like right. Barry and his quinoa. quinoa. Okay. Quinoa. Yes. Quinoa. Let's start with some basic consumer tech terms. This is an operating system. I say it as Linux. What about you, Kim? I say Linux. Yeah. Uh, not everybody does because this is the number one. Is it? Mispronounced. Yes. I bet people say Linux. Oh, yes. Uh, or Linux. Linux. Sure. Like <laughs> Kleenex. Linux. Oh, oh yeah. sure. Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next on the list, I have a hard time saying one is right or wrong. Certainly, I have a preference, but I think this is one where, yeah, people are going to battle it out. 
him. Do you say GIF or GIF? I say GIF. <gasps> I do. I say GIF. I'm glad we represent both sides of it yes. here. You know, as our IT genius John has told me one million times, uh, the creator of this file type said it's GIF. Yes. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's a G, like gift, GIF, right? It should be that, G-I-F. Okay, now let me, let me ask you one. Okay. okay. Because... I get email from people every once in a while. They'll say, Kim Commando, you're mispronouncing this joke. Okay. Uh, D-A-T-A. Oh, this is a tough one. I think this is another one where it's really your preference. I think I'm a, a, a data person. I'm a data person too, but yeah. some but, but people tell me I should say dot or D A H like data. 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 No, that's no. I I can see data, but data or data. Data, not yeah. data. Whatever. I'll accept either. Yeah. Uh, I think those people have too much time on their hands if exactly. they're emailing you with that. Uh, this is, I guess, not that shocking. It's on the top mispronounced list because in other countries they say this differently. Wi-Fi. Here mm-hmm. we say Wi-Fi. In some places, they say wifey. They say weefy. <laughs> I unfortunately can't take anyone saying weefy seriously, so let's stick with Wi-Fi. Yeah, you know, like weefy, it's, it's like, that should be like a Nerf gun or something like that. <laughs> or a Nintendo game. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, I have heard someone say this wrong in real life, and I cringed deeply, but held it in. Meme is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> It is not Mimi. Mimi. <laughs> it is not Mem. Mem. I've uh, heard Mem. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I've heard them all, and it's meme. Meme, Once yes. and for all. Okay, when you are clearing out the blank on your computer, it's not the cache. It's not. <laughs> cache. 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 Cache sounds like a name. Uh, no, it's the cache. Cache. I know extra letters, but it's just the cache. Okay, this one, you might be... I don't know, getting yourself confused with this because there's a couple ways to do it. It's all caps S-Q-L. Now, this is a you know computer term. You might see it and think like, what the heck do I do with that? You have two options. You can say the letters and that's fine, S-Q-L. You can also say SQL. Uh, anything else, don't. No, no. SQL. Yeah. Yes. Um, this list also contains, I love this, a bunch of tech companies. And there's one that I'm going to um, poke fun at you about, Kim, because I know you... Don't say it very well, but. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, first on the list, though, is <laughs> Samsung. And I can't figure out, like, how are people saying Sam- Samsung wrong? Sam's, Sam's ung. Samsung. <laughs> Samsung. Okay. So Samsung. the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yes. There. Okay. Uh, next on the list is Huawei. We know this one because yes. uh, my old phone was a Huawei because you have told me that my way or the Huawei yes. a million times. Uh, the one that, Kim, I know I've heard you say. How do I even say that is Xiaomi. Oh, yes. It's a tough Xiaomi. one. It's X-I-A-O-M-I. And that's just not something we have in English. It's a Chinese word. So I, I'll give you a pass on that. Xiaomi. I'll remember that now. Yes. Now, we were going over this list, uh, us, the our, our IT geniuses, and we came up with some more that weren't on this list, but I bet a lot of people say wrong, and I've heard people say wrong. On your computer, you can flash the BIOS. <laughs> it is not the BIOS. It's not the BIOS. And it's, I get it. It's confusing. It's all caps. It's B-I-O-S, but that is BIOS. Now, the, see, that's, now there's a line in there. Because how do you tell if somebody is a nerd or there's an, an influencer? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Lincoln BIOS. Yes. 
<laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Uh, okay, this one. So um, wireless chargers, there's a standard called QI. Do you know how to say that, Kim? I just learned this one. QI? I just say QI. I no, guess. it's Qi. Qi? Yeah. Again, this is a Chinese term. So like oh, we don't have this qi. in English. It's Qi. Who knew? Uh, this one's not wrong, but it makes me laugh. In British English, do you know how they say router? No. Router. Router? <laughs> yeah. Like rotor router? Yes, exactly like that. Yes. Okay, and we'll finish up with a really dorky one. This is another operating system, a version of Linux, I believe. Um, it's not Ubuntu. It's not you. Uh, like how else would you say that one wrong? Uh, Ubuntu or Ob. Ubuntu. 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 Yeah. Yes. And this one is Ubuntu. Yes. So if you ever see that, uh, it's the word with way too many U's in it. Yeah. U-B-U-N-T-U. Yes. Yes. There we go. Okay. I have one. Okay. How would you pronounce this? P-S-E-U-D-O-C-O-D-E. So P-S-E-U-D-O-C-O-D-E. Pseudocode? Yes. Pseudocode. But some people, I've heard them pronounce it like Pseudio Code. Oh, P.S. is never pus- yeah, Never, ever, ever. It's like Pseudio. I'm like, what <laughs> is you talking about? <laughs> what is that? Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, another, not a tech word, but another one that I hear wrong quite often. Foliage. It is foliage. It is not foliage. It is, <laughs> I know that there's that I in there. It looks like foil. It's foliage. I promise it's Like you. spoilage. Yes, Okay. Yes, just Foliage. like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have I have one more I'm going to leave you with. Okay. Okay. What did Super Mario's French teacher say when Mario mispronounced the word for friend? What did Super Mario's friend te- French teacher say when Mario mispronounced the word for friend? Hmm. Okay. It's Hami Mario. <laughs> I know. That was bad. Beautiful. Was bad. All right, so I'm certain that we're going to put all these up sometime on the website or in our newsletters uh, because you don't want to miss our newsletter. Tell them why they just need to get the newsletters already. Because in less than five minutes a day, you can read this thing and you know what is going on in the tech world. Uh, You also read a lot of stuff that will make your friends, your boss, your family, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, the person on Tinder think you are way smarter. uh, And yeah, you don't have anything to lose. Plus, it's free. Yes, it's free. It's free. absolutely free. That's right. So you want to sign up right now over at getkim.com. That's getkim.com. Uh, that was fun. That was fun, Allie. Good job. That was fun. All right. Think about your email address, right? You just can't just go willy-nilly and handing it out because before you know it, you're just overloaded with all this spam. So there are some ways that you can still keep your email address and keep it private, but still sign up for things. Like, for example, with Gmail. Gmail has its own way of keeping your email address hidden by using aliases. And the way that it works is that you have your username at gmail.com. So you could say your username, put a plus sign, and then whatever it is. So maybe it's the commando newsletters, or maybe it's an app, or whatever you're signing up for, uh, some freebie across the web. And see, when, when you get the mail in Gmail, anything after that plus sign, Google just ignores. But here's the smart thing, is you can set up filters So if it's plus commando newsletters, they all go into the commando newsletter folder. And then at some point, it's not going to be us, maybe it's an app where they sell your email address. You know exactly who it is because suddenly you start getting email with that particular address. So again, the whole way to do it 
is you put your email address and then plus and then whatever it is at gmail.com when you're signing up. Now, Apple has something called hide my email and I've been using this a lot. It's really super easy. And when you have it enabled, it can actually just give you an, an at iCloud address that you can use temporarily. Then there are also ways that you can get burner addresses. And there's also something called Iron Vest that will also hide any email. It costs six bucks a month, but I don't know if you really need it because you can just use that Gmail trick that I was telling you about. For links to all of this, just hit the website over at commando.com. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. All right, Brian in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Kim, and thank you for being so kind and taking the call and helping all of us in the electronic tech community to learn and do better. Thank you so much. Oh, my honor and my pleasure, Brian. After <laughs> all, I, I don't know a lot about finance, so I definitely don't want to do that. Okay, <laughs> Big stock fix is not my idea of a good time at all. So how can I lend I a hand? Well, I've been hearing these reports around the country about lithium battery fires, and I heard about that bike shop in New York where people died. It's very concerning to me, uh, you know, when we have electronic equipment and batteries and bikes and scooters and things like that. And I heard that these fires are hard to put out, so you have to be really cautious. Even the firefighters say they got to put a lot of water on it, and home fire extinguishers can't put them out. So I heard that a solution maybe to um, – charge your batteries safely is to get a timer so mm-hmm. you don't overcharge them, overheat them. But I'm wondering, is there a particular type of timer that might be better than others for this function or quality, or would they all be about the same and, and having a timer is better than having no timer? Well, you know, very good point. I'm glad that you gave me a call. Uh, yes, tragedy in that fire in New York. Um, and bikes, e-bikes are going on fire. And they are very difficult to put out because some of these have really big honking batteries. And the worst thing that you can do is just keep that e-bike charging all the time. And a lot of people do that. They do that, Brian. Yeah. Because they just they just they get home, they plug it in and then they figure, well, you know, I'm going to ride it tomorrow or the next day. And they forget to unplug it. And then that could lead to the battery overheating and then obviously potentially starting a fire. Okay, so so, you know, so the. Getting a smart plug with a timer uh, is a really good idea because these can be programmed to turn off after a set amount of time. So you're going to plug in your e-bike. You're going to say in an hour, it's just going to automatically turn off. Uh, You can do that remotely with a smartphone app so that this way you don't have to sit there and get off your butt. And, you know, know, if you forget that you're driving around like, oh, gosh, I forgot to turn the the bike off, that, uh, that you can go ahead and just do that on your phone. 
Uh, you want to take a look at brands like TP-Link and Belkin. Uh, they're, you know, they're okay. available over on uh, Amazon. Oh. And uh, you might remember, if you don't want to go the whole smartphone way, is that you might remember long time ago, we had those little mechanical dials, those switches. Right. Okay. Yeah, the simple ones. Okay. You can use those. Uh, we used to use them to control lights, and, but they can also be used to turn off after a certain amount of time where you think that that device is uh, fully charged. And so, but, you know, because we all have our phones, it just seems to make more sense that you're going to look at a smart plug with a timer functionality. Uh, Again, you can use your smartphone. Actually, you can even use your voice because it's going to be all tied into your whole system. So you can just say, uh, you know, Alexa, turn off the battery on my bike in the garage. But, you know, big rule of thumb, whatever you do, don't keep that e-bike plugged in all the time, 24-7. That's a big no-no. That's a big danger. Okay, here's a fun fact for all of you with electric bikes. If you're not going to be using your e-bike for a while, how much charge should you leave on that battery so that it doesn't degrade? Is it 25%, 50%, 75%, or 100%? Okay, you know the answer? Okay, how much charge should you leave on that e-bike battery? Okay, uh, the answer is 50%. So anywhere between, they say, 40 and 60% is best. And you want to keep your e-bike's battery in a cool, dry place, not fully charged, not totally empty. And the worst thing that you can do is keep that e-bike plugged in all the time. Not only is it bad for the battery, but it's a good way to start a fire. All right, here's the deal. A VPN puts a layer of protection between you and the internet. And your PC isn't the only thing that's connected to the internet, right? Your TV is too. Now, there are a ton of benefits to tacking a VPN onto it. Like you can watch movies that aren't available in your area. You see, when a VPN assigns you a new IP address, it can be used to spoof your location to anywhere its servers are located. So you can use that VPN to say, I want to be in France, or I want to be in Britain or Australia. And so you suddenly have this whole new range of content available to you. Now, it also keeps your internet service provider from collecting all your data, your location history, your TV habits, your search history, and even the contents of your emails. It's all collected by your internet service providers. So ExpressVPN is the recommended VPN of choice here on the Kim Commando Show. So if you go to expressvpn.com Kim, you're going to get three extra months free. Once again, that's expressvpn.com Kim. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure you tell a few friends about the show and you can find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.